It's Sue Bidstrup with the Great Big Yes podcast. Welcome. On this podcast, I speak to people who have said yes to a greater calling in their lives, people who are living with passion and purpose and making a difference in the world. Today, I speak with Susan Shaw. She is my friend I met through holy yoga training. She was my accountability partner. So we did these one-on-one phone calls once a week while we went through the training, and then we were roommates on retreat. And she just has a lot of really cool things going on. Her website and her Instagram are a vintage farm wife, and her husband is a farmer in Illinois, and she grew up as a farmer's daughter, and her in-laws are farmers, and just generations of it, and her son is a farmer, so that's really fun to hear about. Um, But she's got so many things going on. She teaches holy yoga. She um, loves essential oils, and she used to be an eighth grade language arts teacher, and she loves reading, and there's just so many ways this conversation could have gone, and we kind of go down a lot of different rabbit holes here, which was really, really fun, and so I hope you enjoy meeting my friend Susan. Okay, so hey Susan, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Oh, thank you, Sue. This is so exciting. We haven't actually talked voice to voice for way too long. I know. And for the people who are listening, just to let you know, Susan and I were accountability partners when we went through holy yoga training. So was that like in 2012? Do you remember the date? I don't even remember. I think that's, I don't know. I'm terrible with numbers. And if it's, I'm awful with dates. So we'll go with that. Okay. Well, anyway, we were accountability (laughs) partners, which meant that we talked like once a week and kind of helped each other and held each other accountable through the training and got to be good friends. And then we were roommates on retreat. So, um, and that was when Holy Yoga wasn't as large as it is now. So we actually had a two person room on retreat, which was amazing. Oh, I love you, too. Oh, I love you, too. All right. So Susan <laughs> Shaw is the um, founder of her blog is A Vintage Farm Wife. And when I was thinking of what to talk to you about today, there's just a million things. And so I was kind of like making my little list. And we've got holy yoga. We've got oils. We I want to talk to you about farm life and marriage. You've been married. How many years have you been married? 41. Yay. I love that. <laughs> And you're a grandma, right? uh, We have five adorable granddaughters, yes, and we have three sons. Okay, that is so awesome. And do they all live near you? Um, One son, basically, uh, we have one son who he and his family live in Indiana, but the others are, yeah, close. Okay. Three granddaughters live just down the road, and I see them very frequently. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and for people who and are our like, younger son, yeah, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Our younger son actually farms full time, so he doesn't live. He lives like 30 miles from us, but uh, I see him almost every day. So I feel so blessed. Yes, I love that. And for people who are listening, uh, Susan is in Illinois, which is where I yes. am from, and my hometown is DeKalb, Illinois. So I have a special place in my heart for farmers and farming. And so for me, I just love when you post pictures of like the farm, like at sundown or sunset, it's just such a beautiful um, image. And I was laughing because as we started uh, recording, just for everyone listening, I was laughing because there was a tractor driving down my neighborhood street. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's in honor of Susan today. Um, There's tractors in the street in Austin. Um, yeah, so 
But Texas is weird this way because there'll be like city stuff or like kind of suburban areas. And then right across the street is a lot of just ranches and farmland and open spaces. And so you kind of feel like well, you're- Well, I'd say you're really lucky. I know. It's awesome. It's like the perfect mix because there's, there's still room kind of to grow. I mean, it is kind of spreading and growing, especially in Austin, but you can still see like, even right where I live- you right down the street you can see horses like you're driving down this big highway and there's like horses and all kinds uh -huh. of animals and stuff so i just love oh, that part neat. of yeah i love that part of kind of your life and what you're doing and the whole farm wife thing about it so tell me about it your husband is a farmer yes we raise corn and soybeans and um my husband's father was a farmer and his grandfather was a farmer and my dad is a farmer and my granddad was a farmer and his family were farmers so we are like multi-generation farmers and awesome. um we just we love the country but i love to visit the city but i'm a country girl and i'm i think god put me exactly where i'm supposed to be so i'm grateful Oh, I love that. And you are a country girl and I love that, but you are super stylish as well. And I love, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I love on your blog, how you talk about like style sometimes and you give like tips and have conversations about that kind of stuff. Cause that's, I just feel like we're kindred spirits. Cause you're kind of all over the oh. map. Like me, like <laughs> you love all the things and it's like, you want to talk I about do. it. Yes. I love I that. I do. Well, one of the things, too, that I think is so awesome about you is you used to be a eighth grade teacher, right? Yes, I taught eighth grade language arts for most of my 25 years of teaching. Okay. And I love my eighth graders. Yes. Yes. My son is in eighth grade. He's just finishing up eighth grade, and it's such a cool time. Like, it's exciting. They're getting older, but they're still impressionable. <laughs> They're full of possibility, and that's what I loved about them. Yeah. Of course, we all are. <laughs> I know, right? I love that. So, okay, well, let's um, let's just kind of jump in. I saw something on your blog that I want to ask about specifically that it, okay. it has to do with the oils, because I know so many people I know love oils. I love essential oils as well. And you had this little thing. It said, blessing droppers. And I thought, what a cute way of saying that. Like you're just talking about the oils, right? <laughs> yes, that's um, our little local group of oilers. And we have a little Facebook group and I like to post tips and we share what we're learning. And at first I called it, I can't remember what I called it. And I, I was trying to think of a name for our group that I liked and blessing droppers came to my mind and I just love it because I think that's what the essential oils are. I think they're blessings from the father who created us and knew we were going to need things to um, promote our wellness and well-being spiritually, emotionally, always. And I think he created those essential oils for us and they're blessings. So blessing droppers. I think it's so awesome. <laughs> 
I mean, just your whole tone of like encouragement and, um, I just love that about you. I, I, I do. I Aww. feel like, and I know you said you were speaking to a group recently where you had to give like some advice or something. You had to tell them five things. And I wanted to just kind of see if you would share that with us. I would love to. Uh, we have a program that's awesome in our high school called CEO. Mm-hmm. And the kids get to develop their own business plan and their own business. And it's actually a growing program that was started in a community near us. And I bet you have some listeners that are might be interested in that. So I would love to share more about that, but not today. Uh, but anyway, they yeah. asked me to come and talk about blogging. And so I did. And I thought, I can't pass up this opportunity to tell them some other things too. So I came up with five life lessons that um, I'm still learning myself. Yeah. And I think possibly that has been one of God's greatest gifts to me that when I quit teaching, he, uh, this whole other world has opened up to me and we're not finished living until we're finished living. And I love that. Amen. So, um, I love that. No, I love one that. One of my life lessons. Oh, thank you. Thank well, you. Well, I do just feel uh, was, like sometimes people are like, oh, well, I kind of had my career. I'm done. I'm retired. I'm like kind of finished. And it's like, well, God's always doing a new thing. He's always inviting you into something new. Uh, one of the things that I'm latching onto and hearing lots of places is about our future story. You're writing your future story. I'm writing my future story. And, you know, we're, we're both letting our goal is to let God write it. And it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be up and down. But there's, I mean, we're not done. So I love that. Oh, yes. So the, the first life lesson that I told the kids was to try to try new things. Mm-hmm. And I, I try to do that myself. Mm-hmm. And the second is to be a lifelong learner, which. I, I was a language arts teacher, so of course I love reading and I like putting my thoughts on paper and there's just so many things I want to know about. So yes, uh, the third thing was if you want to be an interesting person, you have to be interested. So be interested yes. to be interesting. Totally. Um, I, I think that's true. And the fourth thing was nothing is forever. So whatever we're going through now, if it's hard, it's not going to last forever. So just keep doing the right thing and do the next right thing and the next right thing. And pretty soon things will be better. And the fifth thing was, um, of course, this was a CEO class that I was talking to. So um, they have an entrepreneurial spirit. So I told them, Make money, be successful, work hard, but don't forget to always be kind and uh, think about the other person. Yeah. So those are my five life lessons. Oh, I love every single one of them. I, I, I they're all, ring, yeah, they're all ringing true. And the nothing is forever. I just made a note because my mom would always tell me when I was going through hard times, like in junior high and high school, she would say, it's okay, honey, it's going to be better in the morning. And it was always better in the morning. Like that just makes me cry thinking about it. It's so true, you know. And it I, is. I feel Especially like, if Jesus is the yes. center of your life. I yes. mean, yeah, that sunrise is coming, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
And I think sometimes we can get stuck in our mind. And even as grown women, we can get stuck in our minds, even if we know that and even if we love the Lord, it's like we can get kind of stuck. I think there's seasons in our life where we feel stuck. And so part of what I love to do on this podcast is talk to women who are living out um, just their passions, who are, who are finding that like new reason to be excited and understanding that those things can become one, they can become like a job in a way, like you can make money off of them. And, and there's nothing, uh-huh. there's nothing wrong with that either. Right. Like sometimes I think we go, Oh, well, I just want to serve or whatever. And that's great. But like, sometimes there's a passion that God's calling you into. That's like actually something you were like, I never thought I'd be doing this. Like, I'm not sure that you could have sat down like 15 years ago and said, I'm going to be teaching holy yoga and I'm going to be working with oils and I'm right. <laughs> like all of this is me. I had no idea. <laughs> right. And so I love the idea of women kind of discovering new things that they love and running with them and not feeling like, oh, that's for someone else. But like, no, this is actually possible for you as well. Exactly. And I think I think a lot of women have deep down, they they have, well, we all have passions, but yeah. for some reason, we're we're afraid to pursue them. We're worried about, well, we don't believe, we don't believe that we were created to do our passion. I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. We, we, we want to please other people and that gets us into trouble. (laughs) Right. It's like this feeling of like, oh, I can't do that. Or even if you can do that, then like, well, who do I think I am to do that? Or I think we put other people first. Like we're so used to raising our kids or taking care of our home or our husband or whatever that then when it comes time for us to say, well, what do I actually want? I think that's a question maybe, you know, a lot of women haven't really pondered. And when they do, they, they're not always comfortable with when it comes to some, something comes to them. They're like, it takes time to get used to it almost. Right. And I think we think it's self-centered mm-hmm. Yes, and selfish. And I don't think it is because, well, your podcast is a perfect example of it. Mm-hmm. If you hadn't pursued that passion, I mean, I love your podcast and Thank I've you. learned so much from your guests and we all have a story and you've given people a way to share theirs and we learn from one another. And if you had thought it was going to be selfish of you to spend the time, I, I can't even imagine how much time it takes to to do a podcast because I've never done one. But yeah. anyway, it wasn't selfish. It was what God wanted you to do. So I think we have trouble distinguishing that. Yes. And thank you for saying that. I feel, yeah. And I feel like sometimes the idea that God gives you can be kind of seem outlandish, like holy yoga, like, oh, I'm going to be barefoot teaching yoga to people talking about the gospel, but like (laughs) it works. Right. And it's amazing. And it gave me new life. And, but then even with the podcast, I was like, I don't even know what that is, Lord. Like, and I just started listening and then I was like trying to figure out how to do it on my, like, it's just, it's funny, but he brings you through that. And like, I think what you mentioned before too is, you know, and it wasn't necessarily in this context, but it fits. It's like, you just take the next step. You open, like there's an open door, you walk through it. You don't know what's coming, but you're trusting the Lord. Like, okay, well, and then if it turns out you need to turn around and walk out the door, that's okay too. Like nothing is forever. Like you said. Exactly. 
Exactly. I love that. Well, and the whole holy yoga thing. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I know. Uh, That has changed my life. And if I hadn't done it because... I thought it was selfish of me to do it. I would have missed out on so many blessings that he had for me. And I, he's used it to help others. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. So are you teaching right now, Holy Yoga? I am. I teach two classes on Tuesday morning here in our local community, one at our church and in the morning and one at a little local dance studio Tuesday evening. And then I also teach uh, a chair holy yoga class at our little um, in our little town. We live we live out in the country. Yeah. But our little post office is in a town of about a hundred. Yeah. And I teach at a little church. It's the church that my parents and my sister go to. Yeah, in our little town. And oh my gosh, I love all of my classes. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. And can we just talk about, so your parents, I mean, I've seen pictures of them on the blog and little blurb stories and stuff, but tell me about them. How long have they been married? Oh, gosh. My folks have been married 63 years. So awesome. And my parents are amazing. Yes. Uh, My dad is 86 and he's still takes care of his cows every morning and they have chickens and they have a garden and he still drives a tractor and hauls in grain with the semi and wow (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's it's crazy and my mom um if you could see her flower gardens they're crazy she works she can work rings them out around me yeah I mean she's such a hard worker and um just they're kind people. And then Brad's mom and dad were married for, oh gosh, I should know exactly, a long, long, long time too. His father has passed away. He had Alzheimer's. Mm. So we got to witness his mom um, graciously care for him for five years and uh, be such a devoted wife. And now she um, she has she's left the farm and has moved into a little um house really close to us and she comes to my holy yoga classes she comes to the morning class and she comes to the chair class and she can get in child's pose like uh a lot of much younger women can't she's amazing oh my gosh (laughs) I love that she she, comes to your class yeah Yeah. well um my folks come to the chair class too that's actually why I started it because um, my dad's doctor told him that he needed to do something for his balance. So I got trained in chair yoga and yeah. So okay. they started coming to that. It's it's such a privilege. Yes. It is. It's such a privilege, but I just love the generations of um marriages that have lasted, right? Like the examples that you saw? Yes. We're so lucky. Yeah, I so mean, lucky. And then for your kids to see that as well, not only their own parents but their grandparents and um, it's just, it's a rare thing and it's beautiful. It is rare. And I don't, we probably don't appreciate how rare it is actually, because it's just our normal and you know how that is. You take advantage, you're normal, but, um, yeah. So did you always know about Jesus? I grew up, yes, 
going to church my whole life. We, if the church doors were open, we were there. Mm-hmm. So I knew about Jesus, but I, I learned, I, I learned to really, really, really love Jesus through holy yoga. Me too. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's different, right? Like something shifted and it went deeper. Uh-huh. Yeah, I. It's hard to explain. It's yeah. It started me on a journey of. It's not about the yoga. Yeah, we heard that before. Right. Yeah, I've said that before. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, now I talk to people on the phone on the enrollment calls about joining and possibly joining Holy Yoga. And it, it, yes, I say that a lot because it's truly not. It's an invitation from the Lord to go deeper. It's, it, he wants to know you more. He want, he has more for you and he has, he wants you to have a deeper intimacy with him. And so that's truly what it is. And, um, I love that we use yoga because I love yoga, but, um, Mm-hmm. I agree with what you just said. It it's just it changes. It sh- something shifts and it goes deeper and it's more profound. And then everyone in your life benefits from it, right? So like your marriage, your parenting, your grandparenting, your teaching, all of that like changes as well because of the transformation that's happening inside of you. So it does. And you know, I think a big part of that for me was I got certified. I thought it was going to be about teaching yoga. Yeah. And then when I started actually teaching, I realized, oh my gosh, this means I have to be open and vulnerable about sharing my own faith in a way that I never had done before. Yeah. And it's scary. Yeah. So you have to depend on the Lord, which means you're in the word more and you're praying more and you're you're desperate because you you want to do a good job and because you realize that it's it's an amazing privilege to be able to share Jesus with people. Yeah. So Yes. It's awesome. Thank you, Brooke Boone. Thank you, Brooke Boone, for your obedience for sure, <laughs> right? Um Yeah. And I had somebody say something to me interesting the other day, kind of an off the cuff comment. She was like, oh, I know if I believe in Jesus, everything will be rainbows and unicorns. And well, that's not true. That's not true. And it kind of struck me for a minute, like, whoa. And, and I thought, am I, is that the, the, uh, you know, the perception that I'm trying to put out there because that's just not true. (laughs) (laughs) and I think that the main thing about holy yoga that taught me was it's so not true like we're all broken and we have these stories and that's where Jesus comes in and so it's kind of what I love is like the messiness the authenticity the true story of what you've got going on inside your heart as a sinful human right and how the Lord comes in and helps you that's what's interesting the interesting isn't to pretend that it's all perfect and rainbows and unicorns the interesting is right. the truth of the messiness right. and i learned that from he Holy really yoga. does he really does make beauty from ashes if we let him yes yes i love that um you were going to mention and i i it's so funny because, and just for the listeners listening, like when I start talking to people on the phone before I start recording, they start saying all these good things and I'm like, stop, don't say anything else good. Let me hit record. Um, 
But you did mention something that you were going to talk about a quote that um, Priscilla uh, Shire said. Oh. Yeah. Do you remember yes. what it was? Um, now I'm putting Hold on, on a spot. second. I got to open up my Evernote yeah. and get to it. Um, this kind of goes along with what we were just saying about women who were scared to be, were scared to be us. We've, we yes. want to try to be somebody else. So this is from fervent. Okay. If I were your enemy, I devalue your strengths and magnify your insecurities until they dominate how you see yourself, disabling and disarming you from fighting back, from being free, from being who God has created you to be. I'd work hard to ensure that you never realize what God has given you so you'll doubt the power of God within you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Literally, that's so awesome. I just wrote it down because I mean, I wrote down fervent and because I want to look it up. But um, would you send that to me? And then you guys for who are I, listening, I'll put that on the um, greatbigyes.com in the show notes, because I think that's an amazing quote. I, I, it really spoke to me and I, I don't want to live that way anymore. I want to be me. God yeah. created me. I don't think I'm perfect. I yeah. know I'm not perfect. I could, if you want to talk about my failings, we could spend many podcasts on that, but yeah, I want you to be you. And if I want you to be you, then I have to be me. Yes. Right. And sometimes we just have these masks that we wear. And so we show up, you know, I have friends that I've known for 20 years and the truth is I don't know them and they don't know me. And that's sad. Mm -hmm. I can say the same thing. Yep. And it's just wasted time. And now I feel like God has shown me the other possibility. And I'm like, that's what I want. That's what I want in all my relationships. That's really what I want. Like the rest of it just seems empty. Like I want to go deep. And I love that when you meet other Christians, cause it's like, you can just skip all the nonsense and not always, but like when you know someone like through holy right. yoga, you can skip all the nonsense and just be like, all right, how's God working in your life? What's going on? You know, that was one of my, my that's one of my most favorite things about any holy, holy yoga event I've ever been to. It's like, I don't know the address of the verse, but there's somewhere that it talks about the Holy Spirit in me recognizes the Holy Spirit in you. And that is just so true. Yes. At every holy yoga thing, people are just themselves. It's refreshing. Yes. There's no need to perform. Mm -mm. And that's one it's of the... like there's a... Yeah, go ahead. We already know one another. Yes. Even though we don't. Like, I know I just met you, uh -huh. but I love you. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So one of the things you mentioned when you were talking about being a lifelong learner too is, um, wait, first I want to ask you, can I, I don't know if this is rude, but can I ask you how old were you when you went through holy yoga training? Okay. Gosh, I'm 61 now. This is 2000. I was like, 50, well, I was past 55. So probably 50, getting close to 57. Awesome. Did you and, ever feel? Oh my gosh! Did you ever feel like am I, I too some, old for this? Did you ever feel that way? Uh, yeah, especially when I see some people making comments on some of our holy yoga groups that they're forty and they feel like they're too old. Oh, I for know. For pity's sake! 
I have so yeah. many friends like turning 40 and I'm like, oh, you're such babies. <laughs> <laughs> and I, if there's somebody listening who thinks they're too old to do it, when, um, when I went through the training, there was a lady there. I cannot remember her name and I've lost total touch with her. I think she was 71. Oh, I love that. And, and I, I, I just thought, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. You're not too old. And who cares if you can't do a, I can't do half of the stuff that Me the fancy poses. I don't care. It's not about Well, I that. sort of wish I could, but right. it, yeah. <laughs> well, and I think there's so many, like there's different lies we tell ourselves. Like we were talking about how women often say like, we need to be humble. So that seems selfish to kind of go after my own dreams, which is a lie. And then there's also this lie, you're too old or you're not physically good enough. And not just for holy yoga, but for anything. Like if you're going to embark on getting healthy or, you know, there's this lie that kind of runs in our head like, oh, well, this is just who I am. This is just the way it is. And right. it's like, no, the Lord is calling you into something new. And, and even though it's scary, you know, you want to start doing it even if you're afraid. And so... I think there's just a lot of that, even starting a blog can be super intimidating to people or any of it. Like maybe there's people who are interested right. in, um, you know, who knows what, and then they just say, well, I could never do that. And I'm, I'm too old for that. And I'm not fit enough for that. And it's like, it's really such a lie, but it's our biggest hurdle is ourselves. Oh, I I so agree. I so agree. So if there's somebody listening who's debating about whether or not to go through the holy yoga training, I don't even know what it's like now because, oh, my goodness, I see the the room <laughs> with all those people there. And I'm thinking, oh, wow. So you could easily, you could hide. Nobody would know. But you should, <laughs> right? you should totally do it because there, there's a whole huge group of people that are my age and older who need yoga yes they need holy yoga and you could be such a blessing to people so and oh my goodness never mind what it's going to do for you so do yeah. it afraid that's one of the things I learned from holy yoga do it afraid yes and I was just thinking of this book that um a leadership book that is called leading with a limp and I think of that, oh I've read that yeah and I think of that with you know, when we say, oh, well, I'm not physically ready. And it's like, well, then you're in the perfect position because you get to lead from a place of needing the Lord and, and being weak in your own strength. And that's a really good example. That's a really good leadership example, right? So you get to it, step out, not perfect. Guess what? Welcome. Exactly. And that's, yeah. that's where God's economy is so different from the world because the world gives the opposite message, yes. but God, he likes us and he likes us where we are. And then he takes us where he wants to take us. I love that so much. So speaking of leading with a limp and books, and I know you love reading and writing and you're a language arts teacher. Is there anything good new that you're reading? Oh my gosh. Well, I just thought you might ask me that question. So oh. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the book that I just finish that rocked my world was one that was recommended probably back when when we did our original training but I never I mean they suggested so many good books and I, I bought a lot of them and never got a chance to read them same so I think I picked it up at just the right time because that's how God works 
Yeah. Um, Abba's Child by Brennan Manning. Did you ever read that one? Okay, so Brennan Manning is my favorite author. I mean, like literally, like he just made, yes, I read it and I cannot, I love him so much. He just speaks to me so deeply. And I don't know if it's because he, like there's so many things about him. Like I totally get him because I grew up Catholic and he's he was a Catholic priest. And like, I don't know, uh -huh. his voice to me is like something, like I feel like he's in the room with me, just talking to me and he's just dropping these truth bombs. I love him. What the thing that I just loved about this book was he just he just emphasized so much about how much how loved we are by yes. our creator. Yes. And it, it just the world needs Jesus because they're missing out. And it makes me so sad. Yes. Yep. He's the answer to everything. Yes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Totally. And why, why would you not want the best thing? And it's free. Yes, I know. And he's just waiting for you, right? Like the prodigal yes. father, like just waiting, just ready to throw a party when you return. Like that's like the image of God that I have. And Brennan Manning has helped shape my image of God too, just with his stories and the way, like, yes, that is such a good book. So, um, yeah, he's amazing. Have you read, there's a new one out by Rob Bell, and I know he can be kind of controversial, but did you ever, did you see his new book called What What is the Bible? I have it um, downloaded to listen to, and I started listening to it. I I loved Rob Bell, and then I, I don't understand, I did not read the book that caused all the controversy, and yeah. I, but I know that I, I've learned some things from Rob Bell and I thought, okay, I'm going to listen to this book. And I, I've just, I'm just like one chapter in and honestly, I can't remember anything I heard because I, that was last week and there's been so much water under the bridge since then. But yeah, I mean, do you do audible it. books a lot? Like that's an idea for not me. Not really because I, not really because I'd like to hold the book in my hand and I like to underline and all that, but we have a pretty big, we call it a yard we have a pretty big yard and I'm the main mower here. So I spend a lot of hours on the riding, great big riding lawnmower every week. So yeah. I thought, okay, I'm going to listen to this one while I mow. So I'll do that this afternoon because I'm going to mow today if it doesn't rain. Okay. So I just love that image of you. My mom had a riding lawnmower when we were kids and she loved mowing the lawn because she loved riding around on the right. <laughs> Writing more, which I love that because I haven't seen one in so long because our yard's like the size of a postage stamp right now. <laughs> I mean, oh dear, that would be silly. Um, but you know, well, I, I like to mow because you get it done. Yeah, well, okay, so it's the job you finish. Yeah, totally. Um, but I grew up in DeKalb, like I mentioned at the beginning, and my first job was pollinating corn in the cornfield. Oh, okay. And yeah, they would um, pick us up. I mean, because we worked out there was um, DeKalb egg was out there and we would go and go on these buses. And so you're like 14, 15, 16. And everyone did it. It was super fun. And you would have this big bus full of kids. Detasseling. Yeah. So there was detasseling. But then if you had like a connection and you were special, <laughs> you got Ooh. to pollinate corn, which was a little bit mm. fancier. Um, no, it was. I've actually never heard of that. Yeah. So you go around to each stock and you actually like 
put a bag over like this part of the stock and you staple it. So you have like a little stapler, you have like a little belt of stuff. And then the next day you come and you pull those bags off and there was this whole thing. But the main thing was, it was just a really fun thing to do for teenagers. And it's so funny because now I tell people that like when I lived in Chicago and now living in Austin and people are like, what? You did what? That's so weird. <laughs> I'm like, no, it was so fun. It was just like the thing we did. Anyway, it just reminded me of that when I picture you out on your riding mower because I just kind of miss that whole farm sensibility. It's so beautiful. And it's funny because when I grew up there, I didn't think it was beautiful. Well, I I did not plan to marry a farmer because I I really felt like my my place in life was in the city somewhere, but God knew better. Yeah. And yeah. I ended up here. Yeah. Well, and I and I'm so glad that our kids grew up on the farm because yep. they learned how to work. That's right. And yes. I think that's important. Oh, 100%. I mean, that's one of the things like with my kids, I'm telling my husband, one of the best things my family did, I remember when I was six, so I did that, that was a big deal. And then when I was 16, my dad was like, okay, where are you going to work? You're 16. Like, let's go fill out some applications. And he drove me around and I got a job at an ice cream place. And I was just like a waitress and I worked there, but I worked there through high school and even on breaks in college. And it was such a good experience to work as a server and learn about people. Yes. I was never a waitress. Did you do retail or anything? Um, I didn't really have a summer job until I babysat. Yeah. I worked in a factory one summer and it was, we made t-shirts and I sat at a sewing machine because I was a lifelong 4-ager and in our 4-H club we had to everybody had to take sewing so hey I, I knew how to sew and I sewed sleeves in t-shirts one summer and I I always said I have such admiration for people who um, who have a job like that where they have to they have to entertain themselves in their own head Yep. Because the job can get kind of monotonous. So that was a really good experience for me. I was glad I did it. Yes. No, working and just even just figuring that out with stuff, what you don't want to do is an important thing too, mm -hmm. right? Like figuring all of oh, that out. Oh, very. Very. And being very. responsible for money and understanding about being somewhere on time and just kind of the basics, you know, uh, as far as mm -hmm. you're, nobody owes you a living. There's no free lunch, like stuff my dad would say. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but it's true. It's all true. It's true. Yeah. It's true. And hey, I didn't want to mean to imply that kids that grow up in town and in the city don't learn how to work because I know that they, oh, they, they do. certainly do. They do, but I love that they image. Do. I love the image of just being out on a farm too and understanding kind of how all of that works. I'm just so grateful to the farmers because of oh, all the work. Thank you. Yeah, just all the work that they do for all of us, you know, and I think again, like take we take that for granted. Um, and it's not easy work. It's sun up to sundown and um yeah, so Anyway, I'm so glad we had a chance to talk, and I know we could talk for hours. Is it over? It's over. Um, yeah. Oh, my but gosh. How do people find you if they want to learn more about what you're doing? Well, my blog is com, 
And I'm on Instagram where I'm also a vintage farm wife and I love Instagram. Me too. It's my favorite. Yeah. I'm on Facebook too, but not really with a vintage farm wife. So, and I'm on Twitter, but I never tweet, never send tweets or whatever. I can't even, I've never fallen in love with Twitter yet, but maybe. Yeah, I haven't either. It's too short. I want to talk more than that. I want to write more than that. And also like the picture. I don't, yeah, I haven't figured it out either, but. (laughs) They tell me it's the thing. My kids are like, Mom, it, Twitter's the thing. I'm like, well, Instagram's the thing for me right now. I love Instagram. Yeah. So I, I would love for people to find me on Instagram and on, um, well, on Instagram. Yes, that yeah. would be fabulous. And visit my blog. I would love that too. Awesome. Sue, thank you so much for asking me to do this. And well, you have been such have a blessing. We could have talked about a lot more things. Oh, I know. I know for sure. And um, can you, would you be willing to just say a little prayer as maybe for the people that are listening as before we go? I would love to. Okay. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all the blessings that you give to us. And thank you for... Um, Sue, and thank you for her her yes spirit and how she encourages others and she feels things and that's the way you made her and and I love that about her mm-hmm. and I just want to thank you for um, everyone who's listening. Um, you created and love each of them so much and if there's somebody who's hurting, I pray that you'll comfort them. And if there's someone who doesn't know you, who has the wrong impression of you and who's um, just mistaken about who you are, and if they don't know who you are, they don't really know who they are. And Mm -hmm. I just pray that um, you'll put somebody in their path who can um, share your love for them and give them a clear picture about who you are and Because of you, we have a chance to have a relationship with the Father, and I'm just so thankful for that. So I pray that you'll just bless Sue, bless her endeavors, and bless her family. And um, thank you for moving her to Texas because she's just blossomed and bloomed down there. And I just selfishly pray that uh, we get to be in the same room again someday soon. Totally. Thank you for loving us, Jesus. Yeah. yeah it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you. I agree. I You're be so this. welcome. I wish we could hug. I wish this was over coffee in real life. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> hey, Austin, I've never been to Austin, and it's on my bucket list. So oh, you have to come. Someday. You would love it. I may see you in Austin. You got to bring your cowboy boots, girl. I would love to. <laughs> you have cowboy boots, right? <laughs> I do have cowboy boots. I knew it. <laughs> I need to get them out. I haven't worn them for a while. I have work boots but yep. that I wear, but I haven't had my good cowboy boots on for a while. You should do a blog post about um, boots. I should. That would be really a fun one. Like you could talk about your work boots. <laughs> Maybe and it, I will. You um, should... I could show my husband's boots. Oh, my. Yes. Oh, I love that. Thank <laughs> you so much. I'm going to turn the recorder off here. So 